0: You're listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast,
1: exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hello, everyone. I'm Alison.
0: And I am Lisa. And we are the Soggy Bottom Girls coming at you with Tudor Week. And <laughs> you might not even know
1: what the Tudors were Yeah, one of us is into this and one of us is not.
0: One of us has an unhealthy obsession (laughs) with the Tudors and yeah, one of us does not. And that person is me. (laughs) So just to put it in a nutshell, we're mostly talking about things that would have been made around the time of Henry VIII. So we're talking, you know, he had six wives. He changed the entire um, trajectory of England because he left the Catholic church, started his own church, church of England because his wife wouldn't give him a son. Yeah. I'm, I should try to talk in a little bit more detail, but yes, it's extremely interesting to me.
1: What, and why is that? Why do you think, what is it about it?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I've talked about it before, but like my mother and grandmother were extremely into the royals, but more mostly the current royals. Sure, sure. Like yeah. my mom and grandma um, bought the catalog when, um, uh, oh my gosh, Wallace Simpson's estate came up. Wallace Simpson is the woman who the king abdicated for. You know, she was a twice-divorced... God, Allison, Twice-divorced <laughs> American who the current king of England abdicated the throne for. And then his brother became, if you've seen the queen's speech, became that guy who it was the current queen of England's father. Boy, I'm boring the heck out of people probably mm. here. But to me, it's very, very interesting. But my family um, is interested in that. But for some reason the whole Henry VIII time. And I think there's a lot of people like me who just like, it's just so juicy. It's so juicy, <laughs> you know, when you think about soap operas and stuff. I mean, this guy divorced his wife to marry another woman and then had her killed and, you know, it was just, Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to start a podcast about that?
1: <laughs> you must have had a history teacher that like, really shook it up for you and framed it in that way, or does this all on your own? You know what I mean? Like sometimes there's a teacher that can really get you excited in something when it's it
0: could be. I, don't know, I honestly like a modern spin to it. I don't know when my obsession with this kind of hmm. stuff started, but like every time something new comes out and i can dig out one more little tidbit <laughs> of what happened but yes i i am not like you know the dates and all that i'm not great at that but all of the juicy details i am into so
1: well as fans of the royals did your mom and grandma ever make for you a savory shaped pie
0: they did not <laughs> They did not. But you know what I did have? I had Swanson frozen uh, <laughs> pot pies. And you know what I did with them when I was younger? Because my brother and I were like what you would call latchkey kids. We, we fended sure. for ourselves. My mom, she worked, you know, mm-hmm. like everybody else's mom. And so I remember putting the pot pie in the microwave. And you know what? That is a very, very bad idea. <laughs> it comes out disgusting. But you know what? If, you know, push comes to shove. You get a Swanson chicken pot pie, that's delicious. The the top on that delicious. I like to make pot pie.
1: Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. do
0: you ever make pot pie?
1: I don't like to eat them, but I have made them. There's, I think Ina Garten has a good, really good, yummy pot pie recipe. Mm-hmm. So once I've in a made while, them make vegetarian
0: those. for Sophie, Happy we love them. we love it. Oh yeah, when I had more friends who were getting married, not excuse me, having babies, I would mm-hmm. make pot pies for um you know meals and stuff it's it's a lovely meal but the you know as always the difference between an american meat pie or a savory pie and an english one is those guys they can always make a pie stand on its own and we got to have that tin or it's going to collapse
1: right right because
0: of our soggy bottoms <laughs>
1: i think if if you lived closer and i had a baby and you brought me a savory pie of guinea fowl, rabbit, venison, and pigeon.
0: <laughs> I, might,
1: I might question our friendship. <laughs> uh, that was that was That's Selassie. <laughs> that was Selassie's ingredients. I love Selassie in this challenge. By the way, it's the quarterfinal, so we're down to five, but yep. um Selassie has done all this research and you know. I love it that he can spout off all these details and the, the time period and stuff. I thought that was really cute that he being from Ghana right. had, had to do a lot of reading about the Tudors.
0: How did you love it when he said, well, wild pigeon, it stinks. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, yum. Can you,
1: can you put
0: more of that in your pie. Selassie? It sounds delish. <laughs> uh,
1: well, tell me what you know for instance, actually, so why is the rose was just a really strong symbol and decor in the Tudor time? Is that why it's a sort of a theme in the pastry this week?
0: Yes, yes. And it's funny because it's always the Tudor rose, the Tudor rose. It doesn't look like a rose. Hmm. It, to me, it doesn't. Does it look like a rose to you? It's just a flower, kind yeah, of. Yeah,
1: yes. Just kind of a petal layer. Yeah.
0: It's very layered symbolic. Petal
1: flower. Mm-hmm.
0: Symbolic of that family,
1: for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. Um, uh, what did you think about Candace this week? Ox, cheek, and oyster. <laughs> uh, and that girl... Uh, when they showed her spending time shucking oysters, I thought, "Isn't time an issue?" Yep. This, what a weird, what a weird choice. Um, I think she
0: gets an idea stuck in her head, and it doesn't matter what you say; she's gonna keep, she's gonna do it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and I, it didn't come out great. It was undercooked, and you know, or at least the first one, the first pastry. know, she did two two pastries, and. 18 to 22 pies. I don't remember how many she came out with. Do you know?
1: I don't remember how many she ended up with either. But um, neither one was appealing to me. Either Same with, I love mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. But um, eating that within a pastry just sounded like way too much. But.
0: Um, bad mom moment. When my children were younger, I used to buy them macaroni and cheese nuggets from Sam's Club.
1: I don't, I don't even know what that is. And what guess what? What They're is it? Delicious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> well, think about like if you made a homemade mac and cheese and it had like a crumbly topping, like a breadcrumb. Yes, I make okay. buttercrumb. You know, I'll take like a panko breadcrumb and toss it with butter for the top of a mac and cheese. It's yeah, like a okay. glob, a spoonful of mac and cheese coated in the delicious crumb topping and baked.
1: <laughs> wow. So it's
0: literally, you know, my mouth is watering thinking about it and I just ate. Um, a crunchy on the outside and soft and cheesy and gooey on the inside. Mm. Basically, a you know, health hazard, but still so delicious. I cringe when I think about what I fed my children growing up. And it wasn't even like the 70s when we were drinking gallons of sugar water Kool-Aid. I was feeding my kids, you know, Pop-Tarts and... A uh, hamburger helper, <laughs> nothing well, good
1: to make you feel slightly better. When my oldest son was little, and I just had one child at the time, the only way I could get him to eat oatmeal was if he ate the oatmeal that had a hatching candy dinosaur egg in it. <laughs> so that when you <laughs> poured hot water over it, dissolved into a piece of candy. I'm thinking back, like, what the hell was I thinking? Um, you wanted your kid to World. eat
0: the
1: end <laughs> mm-hmm. i remember
0: you son so when he was little you're lucky you gotta be
1: you know what and he's a perfect he is a healthy healthy body and healthy eater now and he really likes good food he doesn't he's not a junk food so mm-hmm. um person at all and nor is he sweet he won't even eat i don't even know if I've ever seen him eat a piece of cake, which breaks my heart. But mm. <laughs> um, he—he's not even a big sweet tooth. So, yep. Neither are my I girls. I didn't ruin him with those dinosaur eggs, but <laughs>
0: funny. Well, we might as well just spend the whole rest of our time talking about the gear pies. <laughs> I
1: knew you were gonna say that. Yeah,
0: gear pies. Uh, Andrew, yes. come on.
1: This is a bread lion moment.
0: Dude, I was just going to say that. (laughs) I was just going to say that.
1: Uh, Totally, totally stands out from this whole season. It is epic. Even his molds are so fiddly. And you see him like clipped clothes with binder clips. And there's so much detail. Mm -hmm. Getting this pie in the shape of a gear. Oh my gosh. And then it turns. It turns. Turns, Yes. Uh,
0: And you know... When when you're presenting something that you know is going to blow their minds, mm-hmm. I don't know how you even stop from being like, hey, hey, tell me more. Tell me more about how awesome this is. Because I, <laughs> I know this is, yes. this is yes. amazing. Yes. I am so far above. And that's why I'm like, I feel like Andrew did a lot of cool things. And especially because he's got that like super engineer he's obviously just a really really smart guy yes and he pulls off so many cool things um Mm -hmm. so the fact that spoiler alert he doesn't win is a little bit disappointing to me
1: right and also this particular bake with the gear pies this is just a signature this isn't even a showstopper right and it is like it a, is showstopper a showstopper level. absolutely yeah. yes
0: and it, they liked it they said it was good they did like it right
1: they did Yep, yeah. yes. they did and, and they really liked jeans and i think the only i mean foreshadowing of course was this chipotle pork and black beans that Benjamina comes out with she has to make her pastry a second time they did think the flavor was was good, but it was a little bit clumsy, I believe, is what Mary said. Um, Why did I write ropey, question mark? Did they say something
0: about it being ropey? I don't
1: recall.
0: I don't even know don't what they would mean.
1: <laughs> I Right. <laughs> I'm not sure, but that Watch could very again. well have been an adjective. Um yeah, well, I wrote that she had an oozing filling. also. They, she Her textures were inconsistent. She had, you know, not a good color. Yeah, it was just, all. Um, it didn't just pull off well. Let's just say mm-hmm. that, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, over there in UK, it's, pies are like a huge deal. You know, right. meat, meat pies. Right. And I right. have to ask you, this is so, in case Sophie is listening or shout out to um, Caleb and the boys at AZip Pizza who listen to <laughs> us when they get bored with music. Hey. Hey, guys. Have you ever watched the movie Sweeney Todd? God, why with, am I talking about this? With Johnny Depp? The, de- the Demon Barber of Fleet Street?
1: I have not. I oh wanted gosh. to because I do like Johnny Depp a lot.
0: If you like Johnny Depp, girl, you gotta watch it. It's because it's I mean, people hopefully aren't eating their dinner while they're listening to our podcast, but he's the demon barber of Fleet Street who is out for revenge and he murders everybody and then Mrs. Mm-hmm. Lovett grinds them up it's and puts them in her meat pies. And they're the, um, the worst pies in London. But then oh they my. become the best pies in London until someone finds a thumb <laughs> in their pie. <laughs> so yeah, I I yeah. say you need to uh you need to watch that. It's one of my all-time favorites. And besides besides it being extremely, extremely gory. It's artistic, and it's a musical.
1: <gasps> well, are you saying this is a favorite of Sophie and Caleb's? Is oh, that why you had to well, go them a shout? Well,
0: Sof- Sophie and I love it, and oh. I'm sure she, <laughs> she's forced Caleb to watch it. But, yeah. But that, it's like, I'm just, like, saying that pies are such a daily staple. Right. right. This whole movie, is, and musical, of course it's a musical, um, is, is based on meat pies. Once you've tasted Mrs. Love, it's meat pies, savory and sweet pies. I can't remember how it goes, but that's it. We probably have to pay a copyright now.
1: Well, I will say, even though Andrew's gears were amazing, there wasn't necessarily something that I wanted to dig into. And I, the same could be said of this week's technical. Um, the technical,
0: <laughs> gosh, what a nightmare. Honestly.
1: I don't know. Uh, if you haven't watched this episode, the technical this week was to make 12 jumbles, which they kind of described as like, it, I guess it was a biscuit dough. And they asked for incredibly elaborate designs, Celtic knots. Mm-hmm. I mean, that in and of itself is crazy. And I think yeah. most of their time was spent on the math of trying to divide the dough evenly to make these Celtic nuts, um, two different styles. And they had to um, really not be touching it. All. I thought it was crazy. It
0: was. I, I, I had was a question for you. You know how they're like, when they give them the directions, they're like, make a biscuit dough. Yes. Well, if you, if somebody said to you, "Here, Allison, um, make a cookie dough and then shape it into something," off the top of your head, what cookie dough would you use?
1: Uh, I guess just I eat sugar cookie dough. That's I mean, sort
0: of what I'm thinking because a chocolate chip cookie would spread too much,
1: right? Right. I'm
0: thinking that probably a sugar cookie dough would work, mm-hmm. but they don't even say that. They don't say, make a sugar no. cookie dough. No. Just make a make a biscuit dough. And they all come up with the same thing, which is bizarre. Right. I mean, I guess you go with what ingredients you have.
1: So. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Like, again, this whole week was just. A little less. I mean, this was just not great baking to me because it wasn't appetizing looking.
0: And it, well, it's not um, contemporary baking for sure. I well, do yes, you're right in that. Yes, the creativity and like, hey, people like Henry the mm-hmm. Eighth, you know, or the memory or learning about him. Mm-hmm. Why don't we? Why don't we look into that stuff? So, mm-hmm. you know, better than another gluten-free week or something, which you know, it's kind
1: of done. Yeah, you're right about that, I guess. You're right. Um, well, the only thing interesting to me was that Jane came in last in the technical, and that was her first time uh, ever getting a last. Benjamin yep. was fourth. Selassie was third. Andrew was second. And Candace pulled off a number one.
0: Well and, done, Candace.
1: Yes, well done. I, I did think the critique of Jane's... The takeaway was that the the knot was touching sides, so there yeah. wasn't enough definition um, to identify it as a Celtic knot, I guess.
0: They didn't look like something I would want to eat. They look
1: stale. I agree. I agree. And sort of the egg wash that they were required to put on, you know, made it look like it could be a salt dough ornament. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. That is the perfect way to describe it. <laughs> the salt dough. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do salt dough with, do you do that with oh your my students? Gosh. You did I, with
1: your girls, of course. I
0: did. And when I was a little girl that, well, 70s, it was kind of a thing to make salt dough stuff. I remember my grandma, um, I made like a flower with a bee and she hung it up in her house for the Aww, longest time on sweet. the wall until it just literally <laughs> just crumbled and <laughs> fell off the wall. How sweet was that? You know, we painted it. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I have a lot of memories of salt dough.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cute. Well, moving right along.
0: Moving right along uh, to that showstopper.
1: So, what did you think about this showstopper challenge? Um, Both of us have not ever made marzipan, correct? No. Or marzipan. Right. Say, or March pain.
0: <laughs> March pain. And the difference, I looked it up. Uh, March pain is baked. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Marzipan
1: is not. And which one has the addition of eggs?
0: Oh gosh. The more contemporary
1: one. I think that's, I think that that's what they suggested is that the more modern version of Marzipan might have eggs in it.
0: Okay. I'll go with that. I don't know.
1: It Um, just,
0: it seemed extremely um, over the top kind of, you know, but the thing is, that's what the tutors were like, you know, with the you you cook the swan and you make it into a pie, but then you have to decorate it again to make it look like a swan, like uh-huh. they would eat swans and pies. they would make a peacock pie like they killed the a peacock, cooked the meat, and then made the pie look like a peacock. It was all over the t- it was you know just so over the top what they were doing, and obviously we know that. Henry VIII, he loved his food and, you know, big banquets for the court and things like that. So, this kind of showstopper kind of spot on for, you know, what we're learning about here with the Tudors.
1: So, the eating of swans and peacocks is mm-hmm. that unique to that time or not really? I mean, is it just that we've all evolved into being very selective about? you know, the type of meat we consume or the fowl we consume?
0: Uh, That is an excellent question. I would love to be a food historian in another life, but um, probably if you wanted to have a swan farm, you might be able (laughs) to do that. But um, yeah, they just, I think it was the opulence of, you know, we're wealthy enough to cook our to cook a swan or to cook a peacock and to, you know, they're these beautiful birds. They're they're so beautiful, we can eat them and make them into um a beautiful decoration, also. So <laughs> hence Candace's showstopper, which, you know, I I think she nailed it, and then Jane, swans for hers, nailed it too.
1: She, Candace. Hmm? did kind of a first for this season was the first sort of the using the the crispy rice crispy cereal or whatever right but unlike nadia's peacock if you recall candace did make a cake that was the base of the body that i appreciated and she did a really neat job of doing all different colors and then she had this sort of surprise of Fresh blueberries in the center, which was cute. Yeah, Um, it was
0: very well done. I think the way that Andrew knew he killed it with the gears, Candace killed it with her peacock. I mean, she really did. Yes, she did.
1: She sure did. And um, that was very well done. uh, Very planned out and thought out, I guess I should say. Um, And Jane with her swans. Yes, it was hard to appreciate it as much because it was so two-dimensional and looking down Mm -hmm. but it must have looked more spectacular than came across because they really did praise her and thought she had just i think there was a comment about how she had saved herself and pulled herself up out of yes um the day before definitely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it had to be something special based on that alone
0: I thought the maze was a really interesting idea, even though it was a very simple one, you know, a simple maze. But if you watch a lot of historical fiction, which I do, they're always walking through a, a garden maze or, you know, with the high hedges and things like that. So I thought, I thought that was a good idea for Benjamina. And then Andrew's Jousting Nights, hmm. <laughs> would you care to comment
1: well he does this above and beyond amazing things as he buys a knight and he makes his own cast of it so that he can then cast knights out of marzipan and has just like this amazing idea and then the components and the execution were kind of
0: lacking and well you for know, him for him, especially. right.
1: Well, especially compared to his earlier bake of the gears. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was no comparison at all. Um, I didn't particularly care for his design either, but I do appreciate the planning and effort that went into it. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I wrote down that Benjamina was talking smack about Andrew to Selassie. <laughs> about, oh, really? Like- <laughs> The, what's he doing what's it doing over
1: there <laughs> gosh he's really really into it well benjamina makes this cinnamon apple cake and i thought the tudor garden maze was a fantastic idea i actually really liked that i thought it was really original in terms of presenting something baked that way and when she's talking to mary and paul you know mary was sort of getting excited and suggesting you know like uh, will you be able to see the way out of the maze and she's right. like oh it's not a complicated maze and mary's response was oh <laughs> like super flat and like very very uh tonal i just thought oh no oh no but and how hard would it be to make
0: a maze that you couldn't find your way oh out of from looking at the top come on mary
1: I love the idea. I did not appreciate it in any way shape or form the appearance of it. I thought it did not translate well as an idea at all. Mm-hmm. It looked kind of I'm sorry, Benjamin. It looked kind of excrementy. Ooh. <laughs> that, we're never getting her on the show now. That isn't a word. <laughs> isn't it excrementy. It just looked kind of I just think it just you know, I've had those moments. I am thinking back to my really great idea I had to hand pipe out of chocolate monarch butterflies Ooh, for the top of hell. for the top of my daughter's cupcakes like when she turned 2 and they're basically just the most horrific pile of brown I don't even know uh-huh. what they were excrementy, also.
0: <laughs> I would like to, to add. <laughs> I would like to add. You know, if you've done any sort of experimental baking, you've probably made something that looks excrementy. I'm just going to keep using <laughs> your word. When I was messing with, you know, I got obsessed with meringue for a while, and um, I was trying to make ghosts for for Halloween. Oh, sure. Out of meringue, and they were piles of poop. <laughs> they were just white piles of poop poop emojis and you know, still delicious and white, but that's just how they came out. They mm-hmm. were they were excrementing, you you called it.
1: Well, for myself, I'm not patting myself on the back or oh, go blowing ahead. my own horn, but I have a little bit of a creative hand. I like to think she's extremely
0: I- creative people. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Extremely That's sweet. I make assumptions about something that I can do in baking and the butterfly incident is exactly, (laughs) I never practiced it. I never, and like, so like the day of her birthday party where I had planned out and made the cupcakes and everything. um, Yeah. It turned out horribly because I did not know what I was doing and I assumed that I could do it. But um, so I wonder how much she, was able to practice the actual maze and no, no, I mean, no shade thrown on her at all. Cause I thought it was a great idea, but when you're preparing, you know, again, what emphasis do you put on what you're preparing to do in the show? Let's just
0: take a minute and talk about every showstopper that there's ever been, you know, we know that they let them practice, right. Right. They let them practice who has, six hours or five hours or four hours to stay at home. And this we're talking every week,
1: right. right. You know,
0: to, to practice exactly what you're going to do the next week. These people have lives, you know, they have jobs, they have children, they have spouses, they have pets, they have stuff they have to do. You can't just carve out five hours to completely 100% nail what you're going to do when you go there into the tent the next week. I just think it's, it's too much of an expectation to -hmm. say, well, you didn't practice enough. There's not enough hours in the day or Mm -hmm. enough days in the week to practice Mm -hmm. something that's so intricate and fiddly. And what if you failed on your first practice and you got to take another five hours? I don't know. I just want to say, I appreciate what they do and the fact that, that they come out with anything most of the time. And usually it's gorgeous, you know, so far beyond anything that I can do. Um, the time is just so, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. It's just, it, it, it's not a rational thing to expect people to, to use their time to practice that much. You right. know? And I think let's look at it. Andrew, Benjamin, a and Candace and Selassie, all without children
1: mm-hmm. at this point,
0: correct? Sure, yep. Oh, Jane, she has grown children. Grown so, children. You know, you and I know that you can't just like, hey, kids, stay out of the kitchen for six hours. Ops, oh, don't come in for food.
1: Right. You know, so <laughs> right. I
0: guess these guys probably did have more time than, than anybody. You know, say Nadia, who had mm-hmm. two, two mm-hmm. little children, or our friend Ian, who had... Right. Two little children um, right. to tend to. So I, I just think you have to really appreciate what people do give up in order to be on this show. Mm-hmm. There's point. my see, I always have a soapbox every week. Every week a soapbox for me. And it's always <laughs> unplanned. Believe it or not. Believe it or not, we don't script this, you guys. <laughs> every night. Type, 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 type typing away. But
1: if we did, I would have edited the script to exclude excrementy from. The
0: oh script. come on! <laughs> it would be underlined by Google Docs many times. Did you mean to say excrement? <laughs> Why yes, yes I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's add well,
0: that to the to the dictionary.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. let's do it. Um, Candace with her uh, peacock. Of course, she becomes Starbaker again. But, interestingly, Selassie is still in it. He yep. has never gotten a Sarah Baker. Everybody else has. But Benjamina, it just wasn't her week. Like so many other times we've said that. Yep. And it's her time to go. And she's very sad. And it's sweet and sweet and sad. And, you know, when I was doing a little bit of research about her, she was really young. She How was- old was she? I'm going to guess. Like 21 19? or
0: 22. Oh, okay. Was okay. she 19? No, no, I'm guessing. I didn't. Check.
1: Oh, yes. Young, because I believe she's 28 now.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So and what's I mean, she she's up in her to? early 20s. Well, Benjamina's landed squarely on her feet, everybody. So. Okay. I had it written No down. Need 23. To cry. 23. Oh, she was 23. Okay. She was
0: the youngest one in the tent, followed by Andrew, who was 25. Yeah,
1: OK. Andrew, who looks like he could be 14,:
0: Yes. Is
1: yes, so sweet. But um Benjamina, I don't have a lot of personal things to say about her. I knew you know she's a twin.
0: She's, she's a Nigerian. teaching assistant. a teaching assistant.
1: Well, now she's a food stylist and a recipe writer.
0: Oh, that's sounds- nice.
1: Yeah. She does a lot of, and I saw that she'd worked with Amazon and a couple other really big companies. Okay. Um, she wrote a book in 2019, it was published, called The New Way to Cake. And she now, I might put that on my list because, you know, I'm such a cake fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. I like. she had a little quote about it that just said, when in doubt, choose cake. And of course, Aww.
0: that's
1: totally me. She does baking workshops. She does classes and private events and blah, blah, blah. She has an interesting looking blog. She has a good, strong, really beautiful online presence with an Instagram and her own blog and website and very food related. And it's very well done. So if anybody is interested in learning more about her, seeing what she's up to, You can find her very readily, you know, unlike some of the other bakers that have been eliminated this season. So clearly she dove headfirst into, you know, a food culinary related uh, life and passion, which I really, really liked. She's based in London. Can you Um, share
0: her Insta handle?
1: I sure can. Go for it. She is at baked by Benji. Oh, cute. B-E-N-J-I. B-E-N-J-I. Yeah. Nice at baked by Benji on Instagram. And she has a very nice website as well that comes up immediately. If you just put in Benjamina, as I said, super easy to find. And, um, she's made some very beautiful things. And it sounds like I wonder what she would say about that Tudor cake, that Tudor marzipan cake. Now knowing that she's a food stylist, I would love to know what her thoughts are about you know, some of the things that, because I feel like over the season, she's had a couple other problems where she really did amazing with her flavors. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe it wasn't quite as polished or as. Why
0: don't you text her and see if she would uh, agree <laughs> that it was excrementing? I bet she would like to get in on that. She probably uh, has an amazing uh, sense of humor about it because she seems like a funny person. You know, I think she like does she too. laughs at the right things and. Stuff like that. Well, most mm-hmm. of the people in there have good senses of humor.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's part of the vetting process. They have to have, they want good personalities to translate mm-hmm. on their show. And um, I would like to know, I, I think that there's were some, you know, little dumb blips about, did she and Selassie ever date or anything? And no, I believe he might be married at this point. But Well, the
0: age difference um, at that time, a 23-year-old dating a 30-year-old is kind yeah. of like... Yeah. Eh, yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch. Not huge,
1: but right, right.
0: Definitely. Well, that was yes, fun. That, that
1: was fun. Um, and we'll you know get what? off,
0: and we'll talk some more about the tutors, and I'll tell you everything <laughs> you need to know.
1: I was gonna say, stay tuned for our, the next iteration of our podcast. It's Ooh. all about tutors. All Tutor about talk. The tutors. Tutor talk with Lisa. Tutor
0: talk with Lisa. I say. I say we go for it.
1: Well, we'll save that for another day. But for right now,
0: I'm done and dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls, or connect with us at soggybottomgirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.